0: And, Eve. and I'm Ashley with Adam, and you are listening to the Wild North podcast. It's our first episode. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we're really excited to be doing this, and we're really excited to introduce you guys to all of the fun things that we're gonna do in the next—I don't know—however long we decide to do this for. <laughs> Forever.
1: <laughs> so, how's it going, Ash? How was your uh, your weekend? My weekend was great. I um, spent some time in the North Cascades in Washington. And for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's wet, but it's beautiful. You were also there in literally the
0: wettest possible time to be there, I
1: think. (laughs) Like end of winter. (laughs) Yeah, all the snow melt and runoff. And um, it was great. We did some adventuring, um, a lot of muddy elk trailing and looking for some sheds because it's that time of year. And And this was for your class, right? Yeah, this is for my naturalist school that I attend um, three days a week.
0: Yeah. Love it! <laughs> yeah, it sounds really fun. Always. So, do you want to tell them about your your class? And who it's through and all of that fun stuff?
1: Yeah. Um. So I I attend a class um, for naturalist studies and bushcraft skills through Nighthawk Naturalist School. They are actually going to be starting up down in Bend for their first year, but we are their trial run, <laughs> as we like to call it, where they're their first students and um. It's really great. We go out we do a lot of bushcraft skills, primitive survival, shelters, friction fires, and many, many other things. Um, Basically, if there's ever a zombie apocalypse, you want Ashley to be on your team. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that's pretty much it. And, um, you know, we go three days a week. We make a lot of trips. And this one was in the North Cascades. And um, it was awesome. Did you guys actually find any elk sheds? We didn't find any elk sheds. We did find a lot of elk trail. We found some elk rubs, so we may have been able to find some sheds if we had a little bit more time, but it was a short trip.
0: So, the couple of times that I've come across elk, it like they leave behind a smell. Like they're very, very musky. Did you is that like a thing?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's part of the pheromones and things that they set off when they are um, you know, having their little spring flings going on and when trying doing to, it. yeah, <laughs> it's that time of year where everything's, you know, getting it on <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're, they're trying to rub on the trees so that they can scrape off their um, antlers and usually when you do find them, you'll notice that they're at the base of a tree and you'll find a nice rub right above them that most people will often confuse for bear scratching looking for cambium. Oh. During this time of year, it's probably not bears. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ungulate.
0: So, well, it sounds yeah. amazing even though it was – She had to borrow some of my stuff, and she was very worried about how muddy my boots were when she brought them
1: back. <laughs> Ashley's boots just happened to be, like, brand new out what? of the box. I only wear them the <laughs> not brand new. They just clean themselves off in the snow because I only <laughs> wear them on mountains. <laughs> and I took them into very muddy snow and mucky – conditions and i felt really bad because they're not mine well i appreciate that you were so worried about (laughs) (laughs) it yeah but it was great and um i also did a polar plunge in a 35 degree lake oh my god and it was fun it's like
0: (laughs) it's always kind of fun but it's also the worst thing ever like the last time that i was up at the enchantments which is also in northern washington um i jumped in colchic lake And, oh, my God, it, like, hurts your whole entire body to jump in water (laughs) that cold.
1: Yeah. It does hurt, but it has a lot of healthy benefits. It actually helps reset circulation, and it also is kind of like a natural reset for your body in general. So, But it's also awful. (laughs) It's awful. It will knock the wind out of you. But if you ever find yourself at Diablo Lake or enchantments or maybe someplace else that's really cold you should definitely jump in the lake i feel like anywhere up here is
0: absolutely freaking freezing cold water even in the summer i feel like the lakes don't really
1: warm up that much yeah it's all that snow runoff i know it's so cold yeah but it's worth it take a take a cold dip
0: (laughs) in the summer it is very refreshing yeah the hike up to kulchuk lake is very exposed and very hot usually if you're there you know, at the end of summer, and oh my god, it's like, yeah, it's a great idea to jump in the lake. It's never a great idea to jump in the lake. (laughs) It's great for five seconds. Exactly. And then it's not. And then you can't breathe anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a very less outdoorsy thing this last weekend. Yeah. Um, I went to Austin and ran the Austin Half Marathon.
1: I can't run, but she can.
0: (laughs) It was something i have been injured for like the last year so it was kind of a test to see if i even could run and instead of actually training for the marathon i was doing acupuncture and chiropractic trying to get my leg to function properly oh my god it was (laughs) there was a
1: lot of hard nights (laughs) that i heard about yeah
0: (laughs) yeah it was intense but i did it and it didn't hurt until like mile 12 which is huge because I could run, like, two miles before it would start hurting like crazy. Yeah. So but,
1: but you completed it. I did. And I did it way faster than I thought I was going to, yeah. which was great. And she was way happier than I thought she was going to be <laughs> she was dead. She was totally stoked and was feeling good, and I was really happy to hear her completion. So
0: Yeah. It was like we – I had done – with my mountaineering friends, we had done this long training hike that was about 12-ish miles the week before or two weeks before I left so it was like okay if i can walk that far i'm probably going to be fine but you know it's a whole different thing <laughs> walking and running are <laughs> very it's fine but yeah i don't know it was just austin's super flat as you know and like i mean there's no mountains or anything in texas so they're like oh we're going to run through hill country and i'm like this is basically like a flat this is my street in portland like this is flat <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is pretty flat in Texas in general, so I can understand why it wouldn't be so challenging as trying to run a half marathon in other places yeah. like Portland. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but it was fun, and Austin is such a cool city. It feels like how Portland used to feel. Which, had you ever been here before you moved up
1: here? No, no I hadn't. I'd only heard all the wondrous things.
0: Yeah, well so Ashley, without an E, is from Las Vegas? Yeah. Um, And how long
1: have you been here for? I have been here for almost two years. Oh my God. I know. I'm at a year and a half, I think, right now. July will be two years. (laughs) I can't can't believe it.
0: (laughs) So you just totally blindly moved up here? Yes. I mean, that's actually sort of what I did do.
1: (laughs) I've been here like twice, and I was like, "Eh, I don't know. I want to live in Portland. Yeah, I had no idea what I was walking into. (laughs) But in my defense, I had been to Seattle, and I wasn't a big fan um, of the wet conditions and so Portland's I was better. <laughs> <laughs> it is better <laughs> I was a little Sorry, con- I was a little concerned about um you know if I was gonna like it up in Portland but when I actually moved here and kind of realized that it's not quite as wet in Portland um I don't know I quickly fell in love with everything about it
0: <laughs> it's really gray but it's it's definitely not as rainy as everyone thinks it is
1: yeah, and it's only gray in winter, and the winter is not that bad. Yeah, that's true. It's all right. <laughs>
0: it's better than the
1: 118 degree weather. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, yeah. Well, I actually lived in Las Vegas for a very short time, too, and yeah. I don't miss the heat. I mean, I, I want to be warm all the time. I've been in Portland for so long now that, like, I just don't want to be cold anymore. True. But I don't miss 114 degrees. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is true. And you know what's funny on that note is... Ashley and I actually lived in Las Vegas at the same time and we didn't know each other. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> and now here we are in Portland. <laughs> yeah, we just had to meet in Portland. Yep, this is it. But I do
0: wish that you had at least come here before when it was like old Portland because there's, you know, the TV show Portlandia. There's mm-hmm. that joke that they do on it that it's like where old people or what, where young people come to retire. <laughs> and it was 100% true. It was bizarre. Like I got here and kind of was just like, does anyone actually have a job? I think everyone's an artist and no one's making any money. But rent was so cheap that you could just stay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I heard a lot about that. And that's kind of how I had anticipated it being when I actually moved up here. But um, I quickly realized that it is 2020. And yeah. <laughs> things change. It's
0: very, very different. But um, so there is one person who also used to live here. So he was living here when I got to Portland. Um, And he is who we have our interview with this week. (laughs) First interview. Yay. (laughs) So um, this is actually really exciting. So my favorite band is Spoon. And um, Britt Daniel, who's the lead singer of Spoon, he used to live in Portland, Oregon. Um, So Spoon's originally from Austin, which also we were just talking about. Um, And Britt lived up here for, I believe like six or seven years, maybe longer. Um, and when I got up here, I was really excited that he was in town and uh they recently played a show here. This interview is actually from I believe it was the beginning of December. Yeah. And we're in the end of February now. So it's been a little bit, but they had just played a show up here. Um so I met up with Britt and we did a little interview because I wanted to hear about his life in Portland and what he thought of, you know, the whole city and just the old portland feeling when he used to live up here
1: yeah totally and um he has definitely got some cool things to share on that yeah and
0: if you are in portland you'll probably remember some of the places he mentioned because a lot of them are gone a lot of them are still there um but Britt definitely had the old portland feel so we're gonna play this interview for you and then we will be back for you afterwards You've heard me talk about this band a lot on the podcast, and we are lucky enough to have Brit Daniel from Spoon with us today. Hi, Britt. Hey.
2: <laughs> how you doing, Ashley?
0: Pretty good. Thanks for being on.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so you guys just played in Portland, and uh, you used to live in Portland. Yep. So how does Portland's music seem compare to the other places you've lived, like L.A., New York,
2: Austin? Um, a lot more similar to Austin than the other two, okay. you know? Um, a lot of okay. bands doing it for the sake of music and for having fun on weekends or weeknights. Um, less a bit, probably a bit less career driven, although there's some of that in in, everywhere. But, um, you know, it was all about house parties and, you know, little all ages clubs in Portland and in Austin. Yeah. Um, not so much of that in LA. I haven't lived in New York quite as much, but, um, were you
0: in Spoon when you were in New York? Was that a thing
2: yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. In um, I lived there for five months once okay. a long time ago, and I wasn't Spoon, but we were, we were kind of not doing too much right then. You know, gotcha. it was a while ago. Yeah,
0: Portland's definitely all about the house shows. <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: and I love that. There's a few things okay. I love more than a house party.
0: Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, cool. Um, what initially drew you to move out there?
2: I had been to Portland several times on tour. And, uh, and I always got a good feeling from it. I kind of felt like Portland was, <sighs> I had this impression of Portland that was based on doing shows at EJ's and staying in motels right around there on Sandy Boulevard, <laughs> that it was this sort of dingy, you know, old world rundown, but sort of fascinating kind of place at I don't know, you know, I had, I definitely had a, um, particular take on it from hanging out on Sandy Boulevard so much, that you makes know, a lot of sense. because we did the first time we played, we played it downtown, but that we were only there for a second. And then, and then I ended up spending more time on Sandy Boulevard, the second, third, fourth time we came through. And, um, so anyway, I just liked, there was something about it that felt kind of romantic. And when I was dating, uh, a lady in 2005, I went away to Europe to promote Gimme Fiction when I, and on the way back, she said, "I'm moving to Portland." <laughs> uh, and I said, "Okay." And she took a She had a great job that she came up there for, and so, um, and I would go visit her. And then after I was there a couple times, I was like, "Why don't I just move up here?" So I followed her there. But I'd always loved, I'd always loved the city.
0: Yeah, it's a good city, and you know, moving for a girl so is always good reason. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you do a lot of writing and recording when you were up there?
2: I did a lot of writing and then I was, you know, I was recording at home every now and then I would do something at Kung Fu or, um, uh, what was the main one that, uh, potluck, Oh
0: uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Um,
0: and you recorded it. We were, we
2: did, we did when, when uh, spoon was doing a bunch of rehearsals and songwriting one time, um, we did it up at the crystal. And there was a day when we couldn't be at the Crystal, so we went downstairs to Lola's to rehearse. And we had—I just had my four track there, and we recorded the best take of "Trouble Comes Running" that we ever got. That's awesome. And later we went and tried to re-record it, you know, in a hi-fi setting with John Bryan, and probably with Mike McCarthy too. Um, but we never beat that take, and so
0: it has a good raw feel. Yeah, it, it yeah, it came out really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you feel like Portland kind of? influenced any of that? I mean, I'm sure the writing with the gloomy weather and just the feel of Portland, that cringiness, do you feel like that seeped into the songs at all when you were writing there? It must
2: have. Um, I, well, I don't know, when I first moved to Portland, I felt really excited to be there. Just, I, I mean, yeah, there's there were rainy days, mm-hmm. but I was, but the overwhelming thing that I felt was I'm so psyched to be in a new place that I'm learning new things, learning new people, and I just, you know, was, you know, deeply in love with the city and also my girlfriend. And so I was just, I was kind of um, energized, right? And so that's, yeah. at that moment, that's when I wrote The Underdog, um, Black Like Me, uh, most of the songs from Ga Ga Ga. Yeah,
0: that's a very energetic album. Yeah. That's, that's not a lot of gloom.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cherry Bomb I wrote there. Like, well, I started Cherry Bomb somewhere else, but then really wrote it in Portland. But, But yeah, it was... It was a motivating place for sure.
0: Cool. Um, you have a lot of friends there since you lived there for so long. You jumped on stage with a bunch of other artists that were coming through that were from there. like uh-huh. Janet Weiss. Um, did you work with anyone while you were there doing side projects or anything fun or? Uh,
2: I, I, um, I worked with Wild Flag, Janet's, uh, yeah. short-lived, uh, band with Carrie and Mary Timoney. And, uh, we recorded a single at my house. Um, that I think we, well, we recorded it at Potluck and at my house. Mixed it at probably at Potluck, um, but I didn't do a ton of stuff. I did. I recorded the White Rabbits when I was living in Portland, but I went to New York to do that because that's where they lived. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't too much stuff.
0: I just remember showing, yeah, remember showing up at a White Rabbit show. <laughs> it was a really long yeah. time ago.
2: <laughs> I recorded Anya Marina there right before she okay. moved to Portland.
0: What are your favorite places in town? Like, did you have
2: any regular haunts? Haunts. <laughs> um, I mean, I would end up at the Alto Lounge quite a bit. That was close to me, and that's where all my friends would hang out. Valentine's.
0: Valentine's is
2: great. Yeah, I mean, and I had a real soft spot for the Electric Castle, and you know, there's so many. Um, you know, there's also there's also the beauty of like the 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 nature of Portland, which is kind of hard to beat. Yeah. And if I if I had you know, someone visiting me in town, I would always go to the Rose test garden or we would go to the Japanese gardens or we would go to, you know, to the Hills or whatever. Yeah, it's um,
0: gorgeous up there. Is there anywhere you used to go that isn't there anymore? That, I know we had so many good dive bars in Portland kind of changed a lot. the um,
2: years. I miss, um, it's a place I can't remember the name. East <laughs> was it the East? Oh, I really missed that place. Then. <laughs> that place you walk in and you go down downstairs. It's right up the street from my father's place. Oh, and, uh, East End. East End, yeah. yeah East that End. place is great. And now they've reopened it with a new. It's
0: the Elvis bar now. Yeah, yeah, which
2: I'm glad it's reopened. Yeah, so I can at least go to that space. It was but, such a great little venue too. Yeah, yeah, I loved that place. Just magic nights there, lots of trouble.
0: Yeah, always at East End. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite venue in Portland?
2: Well, um, I like a lot of them. Uh, I mean, The Crystal is great for what, for what it is. If you're going to have a show of that size, I just love the vibe of The Crystal Ballroom and yeah. the history there. Um, I always like going to D- Dugfer, Um that place that is now The Wonder. I can't remember what it was called when I was there. Yeah,
0: it was called something else.
2: I don't remember either. Uh, yeah. And then, what was it called? Satyricon?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that There was all, you know, there's
2: so many good places. Burbati's Pan was a was a a real favorite.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I was bummed to see that close. That
0: was a really good small venue. Yeah.
2: yeah. I loved that place. I would see great shows at Valentine's, you know, just in that little
0: yeah. window
2: that's right there at the street. You yeah.
0: Know? Do you have top three favorite shows
2: that you ever saw in Portland? Uh, top three? I haven't calculated that, but um, <laughs> I saw a lot of good shows there. Uh... I remember seeing the handsome furs there for the very first time. And that's where I met Dan. I had just, just heard about handsome furs. I didn't even know. I knew the name Wolf Parade, but I didn't, uh, I didn't have any of their records. And then I somehow I'd come across this really dark kind of fucked up video by handsome furs. And I loved how completely, um, dystopian the world was that existed in this music and, and the video and, Something about that really appealed to me. It seemed like they were really going for it. And so I went, and they happened to be playing the next week. I went to see them, and before the show, Dan was walking around. I was walking around. We almost bumped into each other, and he, he knew, so by, to my surprise, he knew who we were, yeah. who I was, and <laughs> we just started talking, and we became you know friends forever.
0: And then Divine Fitz. <laughs> yeah, and then
2: we started a band a couple yeah. years later. Um, I got to see Carbon Silicon. That's one of the ones that comes to mind. It's the Mick Jones from The Clashes band. Oh, that cool. Um, that was such a great night. Uh, every time Lowe would come through town, I would see them. I love Lowe.
0: They're really good, Lowe. Yeah. Nice. So, you guys are on the road a lot. You always have a home base, either Austin or LA or wherever you are. What's your kind of favorite thing about touring and then coming back home? Is there anything that you really love or hate about touring? Mm,
2: with touring, I love that it's um, you're too busy to worry about the, the details that don't matter. It's all about as today was about figuring out a place to get breakfast, figuring out <laughs> when I can get to the hotel to get a shower.
0: Little details. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I, I just like, I like being in a new place every day. That's fun for me.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, you, know, have a,
2: you have a show to look forward to every night. It's just, I don't know. I like being on the bus, and the bus drives off, and everybody's kind of hanging out. I don't know. I just like that, that life. Uh, what do I not like about it? Um, <laughs>
1: uh,
2: yeah, you don't get a lot of sleep. Um,
0: That's sometimes usual. it's
2: hard for relationships, you know?
0: Yeah. seems like you guys have fun though.
2: Well, we definitely have
0: fun. <laughs> so at the end of every interview, we do a little rapid fire question. Okay. Um, there's not too many of them. Do out too hard and you have an either
2: or for me is that what you're saying they're
0: pretty much all either or yeah okay right. um if you feel like elaborating you're welcome to but you don't have to <clears throat> all right you ready okay uh coffee or tea uh tea mountains or ocean ocean Modelo or tecate Modelo. <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that hot dogs or hamburgers
2: uh, i guess i'll say
0: hamburgers <laughs> west coast or east coast
2: wow that's heavy
0: I know, um, it's a hard
2: one. <laughs> that is hard to pick. I I feel more a kinship with the East Coast, probably. Okay.
0: But the West Coast is good. Well, yeah, it is. And that's why it's a hard one to answer. Pinto or black beans? <laughs>
2: uh, black beans.
0: Uh, tacos or burritos? Tacos. Spring or fall?
2: Spring or fall, is that what you said? mm mm-hmm. Fall.
0: I like fall too. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Up or down? Up. <laughs> Everyone says up. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite condiment? I
2: don't know. It's pesto. In the, I guess pesto's pesto is not counts. really. It could be. You know, yes. you can get pesto out of a jar, maybe. Yeah, it counts. Okay.
0: We're going with it. Uh, analog or digital? Analog. Writing or recording?
2: Mm, what's the question? Just
0: The first <laughs> just thing that is supposed to be the first like, thing that comes to my yeah. mind,
2: um,
0: <laughs> if one of them recording, okay, yeah, if one of them just feels stronger, yeah, know? uh, Fender or Gibson, Fender, <laughs> road trip or flying, a road trip, mm, morning person or night owl,
2: I guess I'm a night owl, <laughs> yeah, all right,
0: that's all I got, all right, thank you so much for it, really morning person or head. night owl. I'm a night owl for You're sure. You're a night owl. Yeah. Well, Thank you again. Yeah, yeah it's my
2: pleasure. It. Thanks for coming to Boise.
0: And we're back. <laughs> thank you again so much, Britt. It was really nice of you to meet up with me and do do the interview for our podcast. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was really fun. We were sitting in the back of the tour bus um, in Boise, actually. We were supposed to record in Portland. We ended
1: up in Boise, so. <laughs> Musician's lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, but> it happened. <laughs> So, I mean, I have some questions that hopefully you can help clarify some stuff on. Yeah, can, like, reflect on. (laughs) Um, One of the things that he mentioned that I really kind of, like, took to was he mentioned how Portland made him feel really energized and he was feeling good here, and he had, like, a new learning experience with people and music and places. Um, How does that – how do you feel about that? I mean,
0: that's kind of how – how we were just talking about just old Portland really had that feeling because it was so many artists and creative people and they were all here and they're all doing their thing and people were getting by, they were paying rent and, you know, surviving and doing day-to-day life stuff, but they weren't dying, working a nine to five job and, you know, overworking themselves in general. It was this very open, creative lifestyle that I think, I haven't really found anywhere else and that was part of the draw for me to move to Portland was that it was just this awesome exciting place where
1: people were doing things they loved and that is hard to find you know yeah, no I totally I think that's why like it it blended so well with me was I kind of reflected on that because that's totally how I feel about Portland yeah and I know it's not old Portland the way it used to be and there's a lot of you know Oh I turn Thoughts into a grumpy that. old
0: person about old Portland. Like Portland's still great, but
1: <laughs> Yeah. It it is. And that's I think my point is I don't think the people who are still here realize how amazing this place is. It's beautiful. I feel so at home here. I have such a great community. And the music and art world and my outdoor freaks that I hang out with. <laughs> you like
0: two hours from the, the ocean and the coast and you're an hour from the mountain. I mean, it's like you have the best of everything here. Yeah. And for somebody who pretty much lives outside, it's great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. We get rained on a lot, but we don't care. So it's okay. <laughs> no. No. It's the cold means no more to me. Um, but yeah. And I've also, I've been kind of dabbling in some of the music scene here, but I'm not really sure what portland music looks like today and you know do you like i mean yeah we not
0: as much as i used to but when i first got up here they had started doing this thing i think it was north by northwest so it was supposed to be mimicking south by southwest in austin Mm -hmm. um and it was this awesome thing that they did where you would get a wristband and literally every single club and venue and everything downtown and on the East side, they all had shows. And so you could just like show your wristband and you'd go into any show like for an entire week. So it was like usually Sunday through Saturday and you would just walk into a bar and there was a band playing or you'd walk into a venue and there's like a bigger band playing. And like, it was (laughs) the only thing you'd have to buy tickets, I think to the last like main headliner that was usually at the crystal Ballroom, which is downtown. Um, But it was so much fun because you'd, like, learn so many new
1: bands and, like, get all this new music, and, like, music is always super fun. Yeah, just so you guys know, music is a big thing for the Ashleys. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We love it.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, it was was really exciting when I first got here because I just was, like, taking all of the new music in and, you know, just learning the music scene here was really fun. So I am from Hawaii. Hawaii is sort of stuck in the 90s. There isn't a lot of music seen there because it's expensive for bands to get out there.
1: It really is. And I was just there a couple weeks ago and we were definitely listening to some 80s <laughs> pop. <laughs>
0: Which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. But it's just, it's very interesting because we had such incredibly limited options growing up. And so one band would come out and they would sell out whether anyone knew who they were or not because <laughs> it was a thing to do. <laughs> so moving to the mainland like I moved to California first and then you know ended up up here eventually but coming up here and having you know there'd be a night where there would be a show happening somewhere that I really wanted to go to and then a show across town that I also really wanted to go to it was like oh my gosh this is insane (laughs) it's overwhelming (laughs) (laughs) and Portland has always been like that because there's always something cool going on and there's always people making music and you know yeah doing cool things plus we had like you know Britt from Spoon was living here, and then Janet Weiss from Sleater Kinney was living here, and we had, like, the White Rabbits were in town for something, and, I mean, there were so many bands that were creating things that were active here. Yeah.
1: Um. So I think Britt had mentioned a couple of the recording studios and stuff here, too. Yeah, he mentioned um Kung Fu, and I think he called it potluck but um yeah so we just looked it up so
0: potluck i think is now jackpot records and mm. they recorded elliott smith which if you guys have not heard elliott smith have you heard elliott smith yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> and elliott smith was another if i'm being honest another reason that i wanted to move up here because his music was just so moody and it just it it's so Portland, like everything about it is so Portland, even his happy songs, they just feel Portland. (laughs) And so like coming up here and seeing it after listening to him, I was just like, oh my God, he like got it right. Just perfectly. (laughs) I don't think he was even trying to do that, but he did it so well. He did it right. (laughs) That's all. But So he recorded there. Um, and then, you know, they have like Spoon on their website. So I think they just changed their name. I'm not, don't quote me on that. I'm not 100%, but that's what it seems like. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then Kung Fu Bakery was kind of in, like, the sandy area where Britt was talking about
1: that he used to be up there all the time. and Yeah, which is a very beautiful area. I wouldn't blame him for being up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he also kind of mentioned um, some of the places that he really liked going to shows, like Crystal Ballroom and... Body's ha- Pan. Body's Pan. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Burbati's Pan was so cool. And there was... So it was this dingy... It, it was the... Venue equivalent of a dive bar, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but super small. The sound was always amazing and the stage was tiny. So anytime you saw a band there, you were basically like, you know, your nose was at guitar level. Like it was this wow. awesome venue and it was pretty small. So, you know, bigger bands would come into town. And if they were like in between not really being able to play the Roseland, which is huge, and the Crystal, which is a little bit smaller, yeah, they would play Upper Bodies. And um, it was attached to a bar that always had a very interesting crowd. Cause it was right downtown close to voodoo donuts and we're always weird people hanging out. That's awesome. <laughs> but there is a show that I'd mentioned in the interview too, that, um, I went to see the white rabbits and they were in town. I don't think they exist anymore, but they were one of my favorite bands and Brit had just mastered and like produced an album for them. Yeah, and, uh, I had no idea he was in town. It was after he had moved and I was at a White Rabbit show and then uh-huh. Britt walks out on stage and I was like, oh my God. It was just like, hey.
1: Double bonus. I know.
0: It was awesome. And it was, oh my gosh, that was such a good show. I like, I still can't get over it because I was just so excited. And
1: uh, by the way, how many times
0: have you seen Spoon? Uh, A lot. <laughs> Too many times. I
1: follow them around. It's an embarrassing amount. Yeah, Spoon is Ashley with, any e. it's her favorite band um <laughs> and we were lucky enough to just you know get this interview with Britt. so that was really cool of yeah. them to do um and he also mentioned a song that he recorded out here at another venue yeah uh, L- lola's yeah
0: lola's room is right it's like the floor below the crystal ball room oh, okay so are Lola's still room. there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, still okay. There. Lola's room has the bouncy floor of the crystal on top of them. <laughs> it's their ceiling. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sometimes when you're in the crystal, if they're doing, like, a dance show, you can hear, like, the bass from Lola's room while you're in the venue. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, they, um, they recorded... Uh, trouble comes run- running off of transference there and it was just one take and they did it really well I think he talks about it in the interview but yeah he
1: mentions how I mean it was one of a kind and yeah. that is really cool because you know that's some place that's still here yeah um, and I haven't been to the Crystal Ballroom yet I'm- which is crazy we need to go to a show <laughs> we are going to a show oh that's right in April <laughs> we are going to go see Milky Chance and I can't wait <laughs> I'm dragging Ashley with me <laughs> I am still definitely exploring Portland, Um, so a lot of these places I've never been to, but Ashley has, has, and, um, you know, it's exciting to hear her perspective and also other people's perspective of these places that hopefully I'll get to at least see.
0: I mean, yeah, you're going to be here for a while, so. Yeah, I'm not leaving. (laughs) Ever. We also just, since you just did that, we had this conversation before we started recording. Like, should we call, like, one of us Ash and one of us Ashley <laughs> so it's less confusing? And we both realized that we actually both hate shortening our <laughs> names,
1: but we call each other Ash all the time. We really do. <laughs> Which makes no sense. And it doesn't help with the confusion no. when it's already confusing enough. <laughs> um, we might as well just, you know be addressed in unison but yeah, it's fine anyone
0: says Ashley and we both turn around it doesn't matter what's
1: happening so. it, it's true anywhere we go in public um you'll hear us laughing and then if you say our name we look at you sharply so. <laughs> it's weird it's fine um so yeah I mean that was pretty much the the main kind of questions I had for this Interview, but was there anything else that you had to reflect on or ideas? Um, I mean, about this, it was just really fun to talk to someone who had lived here
0: a long time ago too. Because it was kind of he was here for like I think I had been here about two years, three years maybe when he moved away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just really fun to like remember all of the places that like I did used to go to, and there was it, it started making me nostalgic for all of the old places I used to be. So Portland is kind of divided into. Neighborhoods. So we have the Willamette River in the middle, and then there's like Northwest, which is kind of downtown area, the most important neighborhoods, and then Northeast <laughs> and Southeast. And so when I moved into town, I was in Southeast, and there was this bar called Longano's. Mm. It was underneath of a Indian like an Indian restaurant, <laughs> and so you walked in, and it was like being smacked in the face with a wet sock full of curry. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. So you would immediately, it would be in your hair, your clothes would smell like curry, like you just would smell like curry forever. But they had dollar beers and like well whiskey Mm. drinks for like two bucks and so my roommates and I that I had moved to Portland with we would go to Longano's like every night and I lived there and one of my roommates used to carry um like a milk jug like a gallon milk jug filled with water (laughs) because we would be there for so long that she would have to drink all of it so that she could like go to work the next day. Oh, my gosh. But that street, it was just, like, it was weird dive bars and, like, terrible restaurants. And, you know, like, I think Jam is another big one. If you live in Portland, you know Jam. Um, But they're in Southeast, and they were this tiny, tiny little corner shop, and they always had a line down the block. Wow. And they're huge now. They're, like, an entire block worth of restaurant, and it's always packed in there still. And it's just, it made me feel like I've been here for a really long time. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So much has changed, but it's still definitely
1: there are pockets that you
0: still get that old Portland feeling where you're like,
1: oh yeah, this is a really cool place to live. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really cool hearing that, that older side of Portland, you know, firsthand from people who I, you know, who I hang out with every day and know, and also from other people who I don't know who, you know, travel around the world and see so many places and remember it so distinctively. Yeah. But it's also cool to see it from, um, you know, a more modern today kind of perspective as myself because I still feel those same feelings even though it's definitely changed but <laughs> um it's cool it's really cool yeah and it is nice
0: to know that's a good point that like yep yeah, I mean Spoon has traveled all over the place they tour literally all over the world and he still thinks this place is great it's nice to know that It holds up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's a really good city. (laughs) It's a really good little city.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really good introduction for this because we are based here. We love it here. But we also, you know, want to venture out and talk to people who have, you know, made their lives or homes or whatever in other places and are running businesses or making music or wandering out into the woods and other places up here in the Northwest.
1: Yeah, we're going to definitely be expanding out slowly. And, you know, we have so many people already lined up that we are interested in getting into interviews and just sharing their adventures with us. And hopefully we'll get to share them with you. Yeah.
0: So So I think... I think that's it. I think we did it. Our first episode. Yay! <laughs> we did it. Britt, thank you again so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Um, this this was yeah. great. Yeah, this was really fun. And I am excited to see you guys for the next one.
1: Um, I might be there. You'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for everybody else, catch us on our next adventure. Stay wild. Well. Wow. Cheers. Cheers.